Are you out there doing your best to get on with life? Because, as you already know, it's what you make of your life that really counts. And sometimes having a few shortcuts to help you on your way can be very useful. The NLP Matters podcast might just be the toolbox you need to focus your attention, your effort, your drive onto what really does make the difference. Built on the foundation of neuro-linguistic programming, the NLP Matters podcast offers proven recipes you can use to create and sustain your life your way. G'day, and welcome to the NLP Matters podcast. I'm your host, Joe Clark. In the last two weeks, we've been discussing the presuppositions of NLP. These precepts provide us with a compass that guides us as we use and apply powerful NLP techniques to take control of our own lives and really make a difference. In the last episode, we looked at the map is not the territory and respect for the other's model of the world. The challenge of accepting and even respecting another's map of the world when it may seem that their views are at polar opposite extremes to our own is a big one. But without taking this on, all we have left is conflict. Like a standoff, we see the stark difference, the us versus them standing opposite each other, like mirror images facing off across a great divide of fear. Now more than ever, the opportunity is here to see our similarity. That each of us really does create our own experiences of reality, because as humans, We have to delete, distort and generalise information just to process it. And this means our conclusions and reactions are developed only from the bits of information we've noticed or focused on. This is how we construct our own realities. By the very process of perception, it is inevitable that our experience of reality must be unique. This week we'll explore three more presuppositions of NLP. First is the precept that resistance to communication is a sign of a lack of rapport. Second is the precept that the most important information about a person is their behaviour. And the third precept we'll examine in today's episode is that there is no failure, only feedback. These three presuppositions share a common emphasis on looking for meaning beyond just our words or actions or even the outcomes. Rather, they focus on acknowledging and accepting our personal power through redefining our responsibility as communicators. Responsibility for communicating meaning. We need to notice more than just what is said and encompass behaviour as being a primary indicator of meaning. And finally, we need to take on board the feedback available to us in a way that means we can use it to grow, adapt and continuously improve our communication and connection both to ourselves and others. Reframing what we traditionally have seen as failure into valuable feedback means that rather than beating ourselves up or making it into an excuse, justification or reason to stop, instead we have the opportunity to take the feedback on board, learn from it, bring some behavioural flexibility and build new strategies, new approaches as we continue to pursue our success. Now let's delve into each of these precepts in more detail. 
The first presupposition we're talking about today is that resistance to communication is a sign of a lack of rapport. This means that if we want to communicate something to another person, we are the ones who take personal responsibility for getting the message across. We accept that the way in which a message is received is what matters. If the message is not received as we intended, then it's up to us to make the change. From NLP, we know that rapport is one of the foundation stones of effective communication. If we want to successfully communicate with others, we have to establish rapport with them. In other words, if someone seems to totally misinterpret what we're saying, we don't get to throw up our hands and say, well, that's not what I meant, you weren't listening to me. Rather, we accept that there is a lack of rapport, and then we get to ask ourselves really powerful questions, like, how can I get into rapport with this person? And how can I change how I'm being? what I'm saying, or what I'm doing in order to effectively communicate with them. The next presupposition is that the most important information about a person is their behaviour. And it's so, so important with this presup that we apply it to ourselves, not just to others. So what exactly does this presup mean? Well, it doesn't mean that we now get to go around pointing the finger and judging people solely by their behaviour. Rather, it means we need to look at behaviour and check. Does this line up? Does it align with my goals? Do my actions match my words? We are looking for congruence between behaviour and words. And if there's a mismatch, then it is the behaviour that is the most revealing. You know the old saying, actions speak louder than words. Our behaviour reveals not just what we're consciously aware of, it also reveals our unconscious thinking. When behaviour and words don't match, then we want to take on that feedback and be curious. What is the behaviour aligned with? It may be that there's an underlying limiting belief, or that there's a values conflict, or perhaps there's a lack of skills or capabilities that's being revealed. A great example to illustrate this pre-self is when a person says they have a specific value that they live by. Let's say a person believes that they really value their health. Now, let's consider, what behaviours could we see that confirm this value? How much time would a person who values health invest in exercise and fitness? What would they eat and drink? How would they sleep? I would anticipate a person who valued health would invest time and money into their health, and it would be reflected across most aspects of their life. Yet, how often do we see and hear people who claim to value health, but it is actually the last thing on their to-do list? When we look at time and or money, we may notice that there is very little directed towards their health, or they try to take shortcuts and resent investing in their health. They may compare themselves to others and believe it's unfair that they have to exercise more or for longer before they get what they perceive as the health benefits that they believe they value. When we look at the behaviours of this person in contrast to a person who lives in alignment with their value of health, the difference is stark. We can clearly see that saying I value health and actually doing it are two different things. Actions speak louder than words. 
the behavior alerts us to the fact that there's a misalignment here, and this means we can begin exploring. What do I really value? What are my beliefs? Do I have a role model to follow? And as we explore this misalignment, we increase our awareness, and with this increased awareness, we can then choose to make changes. It may be that we work on limiting beliefs, or perhaps we invest in a personal trainer to guide us. In some cases, we may discover that right now, this is not an area I want to focus on. Perhaps I have some higher priorities instead. Regardless of the outcome, as we realize how accurate behavior is in revealing what matters most, we can see why this precept plays a vital part in using NLP both with ourselves and with others. And the other presupposition that we're looking at today is that there is no failure, only feedback. The challenge with this precept is that it means we need to accept that even when it seems we've failed, all we're really doing is still learning. Our traditional beliefs around failure have been shaped by our life experiences. We've been trained to see the world from a dichotomous perspective where everything is framed within an either-or relationship. We either succeed or we fail. This limiting perspective of reality dismisses the learning journey. Imagine if young children adopted this perspective. Do you think they'd learn to walk or talk? Of course not, because it's a nonsense to measure learning from this black and white viewpoint. Human beings are constantly learning. We are learning skills, capabilities, new ways of thinking, taking up different perceptual positions, constantly evolving and learning. If we stop and take a snapshot of where we're up to at any point of time, we discover there are many things we're successful at, and many others that we're not successful at yet. This is the learning zone. And whenever we get feedback that tells us we have not yet learned something, we have a choice. Do I choose to make this mean I have failed? Or do we make it mean I've learned another aspect of what doesn't work? and bring on some behavioural flexibility to try something else. It's at these moments in the zone of learning that we gain great advantage from having a model or models to follow. People who have accomplished what we want to accomplish. How did they do it? What can we learn from them? Then we take on board this feedback. That's right, I'm not there yet. And then we keep going. This precept is such an awesome belief because with this one simple belief change, we can take the negative emotion and judgment out of the equation. Instead of focusing on what we haven't achieved, we can focus on what we have learned, thus removing feelings like blame, shame and guilt. When we can accept that in all learning we will get feedback, pure and simple, then our approach both with ourselves and others brings a whole new mindset. We no longer respond with how did I or others stuff it up, but rather we get to ask much more powerful questions like how's this working for me or others? What have I learned here? Asking questions such as these gives us the key to open up the possibility of learning. Judgment, guilt, blame and shame are far from ideal mindsets for learning. If we take on the NLP precept, there is no failure, only feedback then we get to bring curiosity, focus, clarity, and perhaps even some empathy and understanding 
as we learn from this feedback instead. So now I want to briefly go over these three precepts again. Thinking about the precept that says resistance is a sign of lack of rapport. Now I'm sure we've all encountered throughout our lives at some point some resistance from people we're communicating with in our day-to-day lives, either at work or in a close relationship. Whenever we encounter this pushback or resistance, it's always an indicator that there's a lack of rapport. And that's a great time for us to reflect on who are we being? What are we doing in order to get to have this result with the person we're trying to communicate with? How can we work on making sure we've got that deep rapport and our message is conveyed to them so that they really do get it? I trust you can now see how fundamental this particular precept is in our work and our relationships. Effective communication is predicated on being in rapport. And to ensure we have rapport, we must bring sensory acuity, build trust, be in sync and focus on the other person because their response is our feedback. The next NLP pre-sup we've explored today is that the most important information about a person is their behaviour. In a nutshell, we're saying that it's essential to calibrate on behaviour rather than just on what people say. Our behaviour tells us about things we're not consciously aware of, our underlying beliefs, underlying values and attitudes. It reveals to us where we are in alignment and where we are not. Calibrating on behaviour means we can quickly discover if there are potential obstacles to our success. It also shows us where we have superpowers, where achievement will flow because it's already totally aligned. So whilst consciously we may have a very robust goal that we've set using our NLP strategies of the five success principles, keys to an achievable outcome, and the well-formedness conditions we've already talked about throughout these podcasts, if our behavior doesn't align with that goal, our actions speak louder than our words. There's a conflict. Somehow we are misaligned with our goal. When we look at our behavior, instead of focusing on how bad or lazy or hopeless we think we are, now is the time to go, aha, I wonder what this is all about. Because it's in exploring and being really curious about this behavior that we can discover and bring into our awareness specifically what is misaligned. Perhaps we have some old limiting belief or our underlying assumptions and precepts about how to achieve our goal are creating the challenge. Or maybe we have to evolve our identity to fit in with our new successful persona. As you can see, it's vitally important that we really, really calibrate on behavior rather than just what we hear. So remember, if we're seeing an incongruence between behavior and what is said, it is behavior that will reveal the most powerful information. And once we can identify limiting beliefs or values that don't align with goals, or we discover missing skills and capabilities, then armed with this awareness, we can work through each different level, making changes, clearing our own pathway to successfully achieve what we want. And finally, we've got one of my most favorite NLP precepts. There is no failure, only feedback. 
If you think about it, this precept links back nicely to the previous two we've talked about today. When there's resistance to our message, this is feedback that we have a lack of rapport. Accepting that feedback, we have the opportunity to adapt our behaviour, establish rapport, and this means we will then be able to communicate effectively. Similarly, with focusing and calibrating on behaviour as the most reliable indicator of where we're at, when people are saying one thing and their behaviour says another, behaviour is the feedback. When we accept this feedback and resist the habit of indulging our strong inner critic who constantly points out all the things that we've failed at, we can bring curiosity and a hunger for learning instead and ask ourselves, how did I do it? How does my model do it? What can I improve on? What's one or two things I can do differently? And really build our capability to take on board and integrate the feedback. The feedback may be from our environment generally, or it may be more specific feedback from our teachers or models. But when we take on that feedback and integrate it, then we're really in a position where we can continue to learn and grow. No failure, only feedback is a very powerful NLP precept because it creates the space for us to encourage others and to embrace learning and embrace new things. I invite you to give up the haunting fear of failure and embrace the exceptional value feedback gives us so that we can clear and build our pathway to grow even more success. And join me in the next NLP Matters episode when we continue to follow the NLP compass as we explore the NLP presuppositions that guide our use and application of powerful NLP techniques. Next week, we look at two NLP presuppositions, that people are not their behaviours and that everyone is doing the best they can with the resources they have available. Stay awesome and I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode. Wow, thanks for showing up and listening in. We would love to hear from you. Send your thoughts, ideas or questions via email to joanne at destinypursuit.com.au. Now it's time to take today's recipe out into your own life. Notice the differences that show up as you apply it. We'd love to hear how you are progressing with your new approach.